Hello, and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. My name is Joshua, and I am the owner of Day by Day Solutions. We are a full-service, done-for-you marketing agency. Now, today, I want to talk about marketing for sales and not for likes. Now, I want to make sure that today I give you some practical application tools that you can go home and implement right away. And I'm passionate about that. I love giving practical application and not theory. And one of the big reasons for that is because when I was growing up, I was actually a homeless teen. So I had kind of a rough childhood I kind of a rough upbringing in Southern California, San Diego, California, if anyone knows where that is. And it it was a harder time back then because we didn't have cell phones. We didn't, you know, if you wanted information, you couldn't Google it. You had to go to the library and like kind of scroll through these index cards and find the book you wanted and then go read the whole book. And then you got information. So it definitely wasn't like it is today where you can kind of just go out and Google things and you couldn't be in touch with people. You actually had to go and visit them. If you wanted to call someone, you had to like ring them up on the telephone and hopefully they answered. If not, you know, it was like, you know, that's why we called the telephone, right? One person would tell another person, another person, and finally you would get a call back. And so it was a very different time. And one of the things that I noticed back then that is still happening today is there is a lot of theory. A lot of people would tell me how to, you know, get on my feet, would give me advice, great advice, just, or not great advice, but great intention, a great heart to try to help me, you know, because I needed to figure out how to eat. I needed to figure out how to live. I need to figure out these real basic necessities for myself at 14 years old. And so it wasn't the easiest thing. And right now I'm seeing something that's kind of parallel to that, where we have teenagers being life coaches and not to dog on anyone or do any of that. I just have a hard time with that because, because information is so readily available, what they do with well intentions and good heart, they give information that they haven't lived. They give theory instead of actual practical application. And so since I am in the business of marketing, I own a company that does that. And because for my company to be afloat and for my company to do well, I have to actually be able to do the things that I'm talking about and make sure that they work. So I want to pass along some of that knowledge so that you don't have a hard time surfing the internet and surfing the web, trying to figure out what is true and what is not. When it comes to marketing, because there are two very different styles, there's branding, which is a long-term strategy that you need to have. That is just like investing in your future, but you also need to eat today. And because you need to eat today and your business needs to have their doors open and you have an overhead, you need some cash flow. So that's the part that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the stuff that you can do today to get your next customer so that you can have steady cash flow. And honestly, it kind of breathes life back into you when you get you know, that momentum going, when you see what you're doing gets a direct response. Because sometimes in branding, sometimes in the long-term things that you also need to do, I'm not going to say that you don't, you do one and not the other. You need to do both of these things. When you have that part, it kind of reminds you why you're doing it. Because it can be really easy when you own a business or you're starting out or you're just an entrepreneur and, and dabbling in things to remember why you're doing something. Because the day-to-day grind, it's hard. The day-to-day grind is one of those things where you can get locked in your like box and you can get locked in like this little part where it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again. 
and you don't see results. And that's hard. That is very hard. And it can be discouraging. And so people give up right before they're about to make it. So that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to you. Let's implement a marketing strategy that helps you see results, results a little bit quicker than any other type of strategy would. There are three things that you need in every profitable marketing strategy. And the three things is one, you need to be clear. Now, what do you need to be clear on? You need to be clear on your message and your offer. So what are those two things? Well, being clear on your message means what are you known for? Why is someone going to buy from you versus somebody else? You need to be very clear about this. For me, a little bit of that has to do with the story that I just told you of why practical application advice is such a big deal to me. And it's not just fluff. That is part of your messaging. Number two is your offer. What are you selling? What service are you giving? That type of thing. Now, I'm assuming that if you're already in business, you have these two things nailed down or else you probably wouldn't be on in business. Now, the second thing you need is a way to broadcast that. And we're going to spend a lot of time on that today is how to broadcast that message and that offer. And then the third thing is you need to be able to build relationships, build relationships with the people who respond to your message and your offer. And that's something that we teach in our consulting and we teach in our classes, but we're not going to spend too much time on that. That has more to do with like kind of after they've come through your funnel, all that fun stuff, build that connection be a real person. And my my one tip on that is do the unscalable as much as you can. Be a real person. You're not going to be able to do that forever, but that makes a difference. That really makes a difference in the people who come into your world, into your network. So be clear, broadcast, build relationship. Those are the three things you need to have an effective marketing strategy. So today, let's talk about broadcasting that message, right? Because that's kind of like the meat and potatoes, that's kind of like, you know, the main course of, of what a marketing strategy is. Because if you have the other two and you don't know how to broadcast it, if you don't know how to get people to see it, you're going to be the best kept secret. And I've seen so many people who are amazing at what they do, but they are the best kept secret. So I'm going to talk about this. And towards the end of our conversation, I want to leave some time for questions. So if anyone has any questions, get them ready now so that we can kind of go over a few questions. And just like Gary Vaynerchuk said, <laughs> be selfish in these questions. I don't mind being specific because the more specific you ask, the more specific I can help you. Broadcasting your message. One of the best ways to broadcast your message is by using organic search. Now, what does that mean? That means using tools like LinkedIn. I'm going to list some other ones, but I know some people are going, okay, well, LinkedIn, that's kind of weird, right? They have an amazing organic search. And I'm going to teach you how to use that in a second. LinkedIn, Instagram. Yeah. They're really, really starting to focus on their organic search. They're building out their search platform. So using things like keywords inside of your caption is such a big deal now. Whereas before, not so much. We relied more on hashtags when it came to, to Instagram using things like that, using things like Google My Business. Big deal, right? Why? Because they actually give you keyword search terms. And then there's a little hack that I'm going to teach you in a second on how to get your local SEO seen and at the top of Google all the time. LinkedIn. Now, caveat to this. 
all of these tools work and they work great. But if you don't know who you're targeting, if you don't know who you're looking for, search isn't going to matter at all because how do you know what to search for, right? So you're going to have to know who your ideal client is. And I'm going to tell you the one key to knowing who that is, feedback. Yeah. Go out, put your stuff on the market, and then listen to the feedback. Because one of the greatest things that people can do is one, adjust to your dream client's feedback. But two is many times you'll put your product out there thinking that it's supposed to be used this way, that people are going to like it this way. People are going to do this with it. And it's actually going to turn out to be something completely different. Here are two examples of that. One, Q-tips. Do you know that Q-tips don't go in your ear? In the box, it literally says, don't put this in your ear. Use it to clean electronics, to clean small spaces. But what does everyone use Q-tips for? Yeah. And everyone buys them for one thing. And that one thing is what it says not to do. So people are going to do what they want with your product, right? Second thing is Febreze. You know, Febreze almost went under. They were almost done. Febreze actually marketed their spray, their scent, their whatever it was. They marketed that as cleaning. But nobody wanted it to cover up bad smells and smell like nothing. <laughs> Because that's what it did. It had it was unscented. There was no scent to it. So for Breeze, what they did is they went out and they actually, this is a true story. You can look it up in Google or read it in a book like I did. <laughs> I'm still a little old school like that. I love reading. They went out and they got like, you know, a small group of people and found people with like really bad houses and really, you know, smelly cars and all this stuff. And so they started spraying this for Breeze, their new invention, into these smelly places. And what ended up happening was the people were like, great. My car doesn't smell, but it doesn't smell like anything. And so they almost went bankrupt. Like real story. They almost went bankrupt because people weren't buying it. Like they appreciated what it did, but they actually didn't want it. So Febreze started adding, they actually did a lot of stuff. But one of the things that they did is they started adding scents to this new revolutionary uh, concoction that they made, right? So not only does it mask the smell, now it gives them a smell. When they started doing that, people loved it and when they went back to their test group, what did they say? Their test group told them why they liked it. Because now this is what clean smells like. And that is the way Febreze stayed in business. They took the exact words of their clients, of their customers, and used it in their marketing. So that's what you should do. I highly recommend that. Minimum vile product, and then use that in your marketing. What your customers are telling you just say it back because if they like it and if that's their experience, oftentimes that's everyone else's experience or a majority of people's experience. That's why you test, right? Testing. All right. So let's get back to how we actually, once we have that messaging, how we actually use it. So if you go into LinkedIn and you search, right? If you sell things to, you know, teachers or you sell things to business owners or you sell things or you're just looking for, you know, a person who makes decisions in this or you sell it to whoever. Let's say that it's not really about a title. It's more about where they live. If you're a local business, right? Let's say, you know, you're a plumber servicing X area. Go into LinkedIn search, type in the area, type in the profession, and then you can select your Second grouping, there's going to be, you know, connections. One, two, three, click two. Once you click two, 
you're going to go to people category, obviously, and then you're going to go to location and you can type in all of their locations and then go in and start connecting with those people. Your dream client, start connecting with it. LinkedIn is one of the only places where you can actually hand pick the people who view your profile. Because when you send a connection request and don't send a DM, don't send your pitch, don't send any of that stuff, that stuff is annoying. I mean, take it from someone who gets those things all the time, every day. Those things are really annoying to get because it's really hard to, one, convey tone over text, but two, most of them feel really ingenuine. They don't feel like it's someone actually trying to connect with me. It feels like it's someone who's pitching me. People are smart. They know when they're being sold to, right? There is only a small chance that your message is going to get through, and there's a bigger chance that it's just going to annoy someone. So don't send them a message, just send them a connection request, just connect. And they're going to go to your profile and they're going to check you out. They're going to be like, why is this person connecting with me? Who are they? Now, this is where your messaging and offer, you really have to have this nailed down before you do this because you turn your about you in LinkedIn into basically a mini landing page. Something that tells them about you, tells them about your product or what you offer, how it is, why they should buy from you and what they should do, a call to action at the end. So when they're looking at it, they know exactly who you are and what you do. Underneath that, there's you can add a featured section that has your website or a freebie. I always recommend a freebie. If you know how to do keyword research, you do keyword research and go, okay, what does my ideal client usually search for? This is a quick win. This is how we do it. <laughs> what I'm doing right now, kind of giving information for free. Do that. Let them get a quick win and they'll come back for more. So LinkedIn lets you do 100 connections a week. Don't exceed that. Don't, you know, go over that. I would actually say do like 50 to 70 just so you don't come off like spam or do any of that type of stuff. Just do that every week. Send that every week and make sure that the content on your page that you're posting out on your LinkedIn page it's good, it's helpful, it's useful, it's entertaining. You know, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about content because that's more in the branding, and but that is really, really important. And making sure that that is done well is a big reason why this will either work or it won't work. So once you do LinkedIn and you start getting that, it takes, I'm going to say it takes about two, two, three weeks, usually less than a month, and you'll start getting DMs where people go, hey, I'm interested in what you do. Can you tell me more? Hey, I didn't see your prices on here. Can you tell me your price? Hey, you know, I took your course or I took your freebie and it worked. What do I do next? Let them DM you that they're interested because that one, just one, that's an amazing feeling, right? It feels so good when that happens because you're just like, win, right? Second, they're going to remember you because you're consistently showing up. And all of a sudden that's going to go into their mind of going, okay, I know a marketing guy. I know a roofer. I know a plumber. I know a mechanic. Good mechanics are hard to find, by the way. Uh, I know a teacher. I know someone who sells these types of printables or makes this type of art, and I could really use this. So staying top of mind is a big deal. And being able to do that in LinkedIn is amazing. Now, Instagram, let's say your client, your ideal customer is an Instagram. So they're not really, uh, I'd say, I wouldn't say a professional, but they're more... Instagram usually goes to, you know, mid thirties, a little bit younger, not as young as TikTok, but you know, and all of those demographics are kind of not here nor there because there's older people on Instagram, there's older people on TikTok, but for the majority of it, same thing. If you're a local based business, you can go to search 
and click on where your area is. It's called places in the explore page on Instagram and go to recent and then scroll through it. And then I would recommend you do what Gary V does. And he says to the one 180 rule. And if you don't know what that is, is you give your 10 cent up until you get a dollar 80 worth of content. So you would go into Instagram and in Instagram, you click your location or any location you're targeting. And I would always recommend, even if you're a global place, start in your location and start moving out and just start moving out until you hit the whole US. I mean, we target the whole US, but we started in our hometowns because honestly, building a relationship is a lot easier when you can actually go and connect with the client, when you can actually go talk to the person, when you can actually go and have a coffee with them. That's a big deal because all of this stuff, what is it? It's really just your reputation, whether it's your business reputation or your reputation personally on a personal brand, it's really about reputation. So it's easier to break that barrier of no like and trust if I can meet with you in person. So start with where you are, right? So for me, I live in Sparks, so Sparks, Nevada. Type that in. It's in places, recent. And then I can start going through the feed and looking at the people who I would believe because I know my dream customer, right? I know my ideal client because I've already done the messaging and the offer. And to do those things, I need to know who I'm talking to, right? So I'd go in there and like their stuff and then comment on it. Like be an actual person. Like I said before, right? Do the unscalable until you can't until it's too hard for you. Because as you grow, as you hire, as you start you know, expanding, yeah, it is hard to do the unscalable stuff. But when you're starting out, it's not that hard to do. And when it's starting out, it costs you a lot less. Do that. And then people who respond, people who connect, they'll start following you. Now, the difference between marketing for likes and marketing for sales is one is very specific in making you the authority on the topic, making you known for what you want to be known for. And the other one is following the trends, right? So it's entertainment. You follow the trends, you get a lot of like. When you're marketing for sales, lurkers are awesome because lurkers, people who don't really engage, people who don't really like your stuff, they are the people who buy. This is why there are influencers with 3 million followers on Instagram and you know 10 million on TikTok and you know 10 million on, on Twitter and they make nothing from it because they're really entertaining. It's really awesome to see them, but they don't buy. It's kind of like your friends and family, right? You had kind of two different things or probably three, but one was the people who loved it, supported and would buy from you. The ones who kind of were like, hey, good job, pat on the back, like thumbs up, keep doing what you're doing. But never bought or engaged and that's fine. And then there were the ones who thought you were crazy and just stayed away, right? You want the ones who are doing the research and buying, not the ones who are going to give you a pat on the back, but not actually buy from you. So that's, that's the difference between marketing for sales and marketing for likes. Marketing for likes, you get a lot of engagement, you get that stuff and it's great because you can probably leverage that and you want that. That's called branding. You want that in the long term, But in the beginning, you want the people what we call inbound marketing, right? The people who are searching for what you have, get those, get those into your network because they may never like a post. They may never like one of your stories. They may never like engage and speak about it, but they will hand you money. <laughs> I mean, one of the things, and, and just to be completely transparent in how kind of this stuff works and these systems, my social media following and my engagement is really low. It, it is really low. I, I think I have like, 
I fluctuate between like a thousand, seven hundred kind of people. And it's, you know, as followers on Instagram, not a big deal. Honestly, my my main target audience isn't in Instagram, but Instagram is one of those numbers where it's really easy to kind of display and show uh, Facebook for pages and and uh, and all the other ones are a little bit harder to track and especially LinkedIn because you can have tons of connections and then no engagement and that's normal. So Instagram have like under a thousand followers from just that network have made, uh, you know, I'm going to cap it at like a two year period. In a two year period, I've made, let's say between 80 and 150,000 from, uh, from that less than 1K following. Why? Because the content that I put out, is not super entertaining. So it doesn't get a lot of likes, but it does establish the authority and let people know, I know what I'm talking about and can help you. Because when people are searching for things, they're not searching for them to like, they're searching for them to fix their problem. So be the person who can fix a problem and be very clear about it. When you go to the places on Instagram and you search for your location and then start liking them and you start commenting on them, then they know you're a real person. And that helps with that no like and trust factor. Then they'll come to your page. And this is where you want to be very clear in your bio. You want to be very clear about what you do, what they can expect on your page. And then of course, a link to whatever you want. Again, it can be to your website. I recommend a freebie but I've done my website for a long time. You don't always have to do a freebie. I actually do it more like sometimes I do a freebie. Most of the time it's a website, sometimes it's a freebie. And the reason I do that is actually because when you only have a freebie on there the whole time and you actually have followers and you actually have people, you, you start growing your network, there's no sense of urgency of getting it. Now, whenever I change it to a freebie and I do a small little promotion behind it, people grab it right now. And the reason for that is because they've missed it two or three times. And so now when they see, hey, I have this available, they're like, oh, I better get that, right? FOMO, fear missing out. They want they want to miss this freebie. They don't want to miss out on this. You can go play with that test and see. Action brings clarity, right? The more actions you take, the more steps you take, the more things you test, the clearer you'll be about what works and what doesn't work. Now, my business depends on knowing what works and things change all the time. They change, Instagram changes their algorithm like seriously, like once a month at least, right? So it's really hard to keep up with a lot of the trends, but a lot of the staples, they last. LinkedIn, it was an amazing place to get engagement. Now it's not. Connecting with people, that's a staple. Engaging with people on Instagram, that's a staple. The difference is it used to be engaging in post feeds. Now a lot of it is reels and stories. Also, little just quick tip on LinkedIn, or sorry, on Instagram. If you're adding a story, use your location, use your hashtag. Because Instagram is really going after the search capability right now in, in their Explorer page, and they really want to build that out. Because they're doing that, you want to be able to tag your stuff so it can become relevant and search and searchable. So they don't have enough things unless you live in a major city for locations. So it's easy to rank in Instagram if your location is a small town or something like that and you tag it, it's going to come up every time someone searches that. If you tag it in a, you know, a hashtag. Now, hashtags, I recommend you use them like you're doing keyword. And if you, you're not doing keyword research, that's a big deal. I, I use a program called SEM Rush, but there's a lot of good ones out there. And there's a lot of free ones too. SEM Rush is not free. 
Um, there's a lot of free ones out there that give you keywords, but you want keyword phrases. So don't use entrepreneur, use entrepreneurs near me. Don't use um, handyman, how to fix X, that type of thing. And that also helps you know what to create as your freebie, because all you do is answer a question that is, that is being asked in your keyword research. That was a side note, little added tip. And then Google My Business. Now, everyone should be on Google My Business. I don't care what profession. I don't care if you're by yourself or under an agency or whatever. Google My Business is a big deal and something that you should be using. So when you're on Google My Business, go through everything, do everything that it says to do, fill out all the stuff, do the photos. Now, the way to stay on top of your local SEO, search engine optimization, if people don't know, being able to stay on top of it, the way to do that is to add a new photo every week. Google and Google My Business, people don't do this. Google really, really tries to get people into their own sphere and compete with other places and other things and wants to be the best. So they show the most relevant, up-to-date content. And because of that, every time you add a photo, it keeps your listing at the top because it goes, okay, these people are actually engaging. If someone reaches out, someone texts them or messages them or sends them a comment or a review, they're going to reply because they are someone who engages with the people. So they will put your listing at the top just once a week, one photo. You're like, I don't know what to do. I've already done all my product. I've already done the events. I don't just post a picture of you, post a picture of the behind the scenes. You can even delete it after a couple of weeks if you don't like it. But if you once a week post a photo or even a piece of your content, Google will keep you at the top of the listing in your local region. The nice little hack. I've been doing it for years and for clients. I love it. It always works. It's always wonderful. And it's always great to see, you know, your searches and views and photo views and all that stuff go up, go up, go up. I mean, when, when I first started, like some people had like a hundred views and, you know, now it's like, you know, 80,000 people have seen your view. You have seen your photo that, you know, that stuff's fun. And it, and it kind of gives you energy and it kind of, you know, gives you a little bit of boost and a little bit of motivation and inspiration be like, okay, what I'm doing is working. Okay. This stuff is working. Now, nothing is overnight and nothing is a quick, quick hack. But if you do these things and you do them repeatedly, consistently, because discipline and consistency is really the thing that's going to win the day. A lot of people kind of ebbs and flow, right? They go really, really hard for a long time, and then they just drop off because they're impatient. Now, strategy matters because you can be really, really consistent. And if you don't have the right strategy, you can be going nowhere fast, right? If you don't know what your goal is, you won't know when you arrive. So making sure that you are putting the right strategies in place. And that's why I'm, I'm talking about this because a lot of times the strategies that I've seen and marketing strategies that are out there, they don't give you practical application. They give you some theory about doing something and you end up going around in circles because it, it was the trend or the fad. Now the trend or the fad moved or changed or the algorithm changed and it doesn't work. So the staples, keywords, right? Keywords and search engines. Those things have always been a part of the web. And I say the web because it's more than just Google. And the reason for that is because people need to be able to search and find what they're searching for. And people need to be able to interact with other people. So it doesn't matter what platform or where you look at it. In fact, my son, who's 18, tells me that he uses TikTok to find more information than he does YouTube. Now, if you're someone who's great on camera, 
someone who's comfortable being in front of a camera, then YouTube is also a great place to be. TikTok is a great place to be, but those are things you got to put out content for. Those are things that yes, being able to, you know, target locally is a little bit harder on those, but being able to, to cast a wider net is amazing on those. But I wanted to give you a few practical application tips so that you can go and try these. And so that, you know, there are free ways to get seen. Now let's talk about the not free ways. Facebook ads is still very powerful. Google AdWords still very powerful. Now, what I would recommend is whatever pieces of content did really well, those are the things that you put money behind. A lot of times we'll see people who post all types of content and they're doing amazingly well. And then they make an ad that is nothing to do with their content. They don't take a piece of content and then make it an ad. They create a brand new ad and it's a little bit old style. It's a little bit stiff. It's a little bit that type of stuff. Now, I am going to give you some tips on creating some ads to spend money on, right? You can put money behind them. People want value. And value is one of those things that has been thrown around, that word that has been thrown around and no one's really defined it. So I want to actually give you kind of some bumpers when we're talking about uh, adding value. What added value is, it means increasing the likelihood of people being able to get something. And this is actually not my definition, by the way. I, I got this value add definition from um, Alex Tamazi. And he's awesome. He does gyms and his book, 100 million something, <laughs> sorry, blank, um, is really good. It's purple. If you go see it, it's one of the number one business books right now on Amazon uh, at the time of this recording. So Alex Tamazi, great business advice, recommend, a little plug. Uh, so if you can increase the likelihood that they believe that they're going to actually reach their dream outcome, you want to add that, right? So what, what that means is like what the example he gives is liposuction. Are you going to achieve the outcome? Yes. Personal trainer, that's harder, right? It's like, I might do it. I might not. So the more you can reassure them and it, that increases the likelihood of them actually getting what they want, that adds value. Decreasing the amount of effort that it takes for them to do it. So bringing that down, making something that's from that's really hard and then bringing it down, that is adding value, right? If you can increase that, and there's actually a couple other ones, but those are the two main ones that that really stick. And I've found very, very effective in my marketing words. If they are positive that they're going to get, like for us, it's a guarantee, right? If we have a contract with a done for you service for six months. If we haven't met that goal, our agreed upon goal in six months, then we stay with you until we hit that number. So you're guaranteed when we talk about the number and what you're looking for, let's say it's 30 new clients that's, uh, you know, in within our contract time, or let's say it's X amount of money, you know, that we want to hit a uh, hundred thousand uh, dollars in six months, then we go for it. And if six months comes and we're at, you know, 25, guess what? We're staying with you until we hit that 30. And if that takes two more months, if that takes six months, it, it never does. It's, I think the longest we've stayed is like eight months with the client, but you're going to hit that. We're going to hit that target at no extra cost to you, obviously, because they guarantee that we're going to hit that target with the target that we agreed upon. Now that increases the likelihood that you're actually going to accomplish that set goal because that's our guarantee, right? And then bringing down the effort means, hey, you have trouble with marketing, you have trouble with this. In our consulting, it is a lot more of a, you have to do it. So it's a little bit of a harder sell, right? We don't sell as much consulting gigs as we do done for you. Because even the people who have done a lot of consulting a few months in, they're like, you know what? 
how about you just do this? So with the done for you service, there is none. We ask for three hours of your time and that's it. Three hours of your time every month. We record something like this where we ask you questions based on our search and our market research. And then that's it. So you don't even have to think about it. It just happens because we take care of all of it, right? So, and obviously not a lot of places are as easy or can do that. You have to be creative with how you do those things. But those are, are you know, I, I took those to the extreme and I took those to heart and I reshaped all of our stuff. We didn't offer those before I, I read that book. Being able to increase the likelihood of getting it and decreasing their effort or strain or stress to accomplish it, that is adding value. So when you can do those two things, that is a value add. And it doesn't have to be on a big scale, right? So if someone has an issue with X, they're Googling, I want to do this. And your piece of free content goes, oh, I can do that. If you're a photographer and they're like, how do I, what settings do I use on my, you know, Canon, whatever, or my G7 or whatever it is. What you do is you just create a piece of content that goes, this is how you adjust the setting for a better this. Take these types of pictures. You want this. This is the type of setting that I recommend for your Canon, for your G7. Um, this is how you do a time lapse on your G, you know, that type of stuff. And remember that a lot of people, they don't really pay for information, information, because at Google, everyone has information that gives it out freely. What they're really paying for is curated information. Do A plus B plus C results, right? Because in Google, you kind of got to go, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. And if I put them together, I think I'm going to get what I want, but I'm not positive. So what they're really paying for, what is really valuable is that step-by-step -step process. Do this, you'll get that. And so we have about a little bit of, of time left here. And so I'm going to keep talking, but I would love any questions that you have about anything I talked about or actually just even something that you're wondering and been like, hey, I like to get feedback or bounce something off of somebody. I would love to take your questions. If there's any questions out there, please feel free. I will stop and I will answer them in this last remaining time that we have. Hi, Joshua. Yes, you've yeah. got questions coming through and lots okay. of positive comments. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh Oldmost SR. That's J O S H O L M O S S R. Or LinkedIn, Joshua Oldmost. Or website, josholdmostsr.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional, impactful entrepreneur.